Arguments About Nothing is brought to you by Poor Scheduling And that's why we have our Halloween episode coming out in November Welcome back to Arguments About Nothing I'm Shelby Samsel I'm Hannah Bennett And today is our spooky episode (laughs) It's our Halloween episode, guys Yeah, don't know when you're listening to this Or where you're listening to this you may not have Halloween where you're from, but here in the United States, uh, in October, we do things that are spooky, uh, and so it's October for us, so we're going to do some spooky things today. I love the optimism that <laughs> we are being listened to all over the world. You never know. Well, uh, happy Halloween to you, and today we're just going to tackle a bunch of different you know, Halloween-flavored questions, but to start... Uh, instead of starting with a BuzzFeed quiz like we normally would, we've decided to give you some uh, life updates, specifically because for those of you who listened to last week's episode, uh, Miss Shelby Sampsel promised that she would give us an update on what happened with her hypothetical, not hypothetical, date with a married man. I would, For those of you who haven't listened to the last episode, <laughs> go listen to it. Yeah. I don't make a habit of going on dates with married men. This guy uh, was in the process of getting a divorce from his wife and seemed very nice. Other than that, uh, we did end up going on a date. We met up for a drink. Uh, it quickly became apparent that he had never gone on a like date before. He met his wife in high in middle school. And so he'd never been on a date before, so that was weird. Wow. <laughs> and but he was very nice. There was nothing wrong with him. We are not. We did not go out after that. But but no catastrophes. Yeah, no catastrophes no, was, ensued. No, I feel. I'm trying to think if if anything actually interesting happened on the date. I feel like this is rather anticlimactic. He was just very nice. There was no. There was nothing about him. That was standout. There was also nothing about him that was, like, standout in a bad way either. But I just feel like he's probably not in the place to give me what I would like in a relationship, so. All right. Well, you gave it a fair shot. Yeah. For the pod. Com- considering the uh, the interesting episode that we had last time, it sounds remarkably normal. Yeah, I would say the most interesting thing about him is that he's married. <laughs> Oh, no. Well, to Mr. Married Man, soon to be not married man, wherever you are, we wish you all the best. Yeah. We truly do. He will never hear this. I hope. Well, Shelby and I also had a very exciting week this week for another reason, which is um, we both got to go see the McElroy family not one but two times. And if you don't know who the McElroys are... It makes sense that why you're listening to this podcast and not one of the many that they have. True. Perhaps we shouldn't be sharing this because <laughs> the moment you decide to listen to the McElroy's podcasts, you will not be downloading ours quite as frequently. Yeah, it's I'm fair. If, if I had to choose between listening to us and the McElroy's, I'd probably pick the McElroy's. Probably. I would 100% choose the McElroy's. <laughs> if, you had, if you had the option to hang out with me or one of the McElroy brothers, which one would you pick? If I personally did? Yeah. Well, that's not fair because I can see you whenever, Shelby. You know I would pick the McElroys. 
Well, I feel betrayed. (laughs) (laughs) I would see you, like, next week. Yeah, but they're strangers to you. Well, that's the whole point. Okay. Look, the McElroys are basically podcasting royalty. It's fine. You don't love me as much as the McElroys. I understand. That is not the question that you posed to me, Shelby. If you had posed to me, which would you af- love more? I'm afraid to ask that question because I'm afraid of what the answer is. I would have at least hesitated Because <laughs> you're a good friend. Uh, no, the pod, I mean, there really are like podcasting royalty. They have some of the most amazing podcasts out there. Shelby and I, just beginning, really, really love these these good, good boys, and uh, we decided to go see them live twice in a row, and I also got to see uh, Travis and Clint at Comic-Con, so um, yeah, it was a great week, and it was very inspiring, and we're going to hopefully bring a little of that inspired energy to our Halloween show today. Yeah, just some free promo for the McElroy family, so if they want to do the same for us (laughs) when they listen to this, that would be much appreciated. Because I know yes. how big they listen to the pod. They're big fans, you know. Shelby is very optimistic today. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, I think I really like you putting this out into the universe. Yeah, I'm this manifesting. Good energy it's, to manifest. It's October. It's spooky time. We're manifesting here. All right. All right. I'm here for it. So you have, um, you have a Halloween... Uh, quiz for us not really a quiz not a BuzzFeed quiz but Mm -hmm. a question you wanted to start off with right so I thought it would be fun if we did a little like uh Halloween movie bracket sort of thing yes yes and so I have pulled up from Town and Country magazine a list of best classic Halloween movies Um, and I'm gonna go down the list and pair them off in couplets and we're gonna argue about which one is a better halloween movie i see what if it doesn't have the best halloween movie on it though then we'll argue about that at the end okay great (laughs) um the first one is scream from 1996 okay um and that's going up against it's the great pumpkin charlie brown 1966 (laughs) okay so (laughs) So here's the thing. I think you and I are definitely going to disagree on this. Interesting. Because you're not the biggest animated person, like animated movie person. Yeah. But The Great Pumpkin Charlie Brown is a freaking classic. And I will hear nothing against it. I will hear nothing bad said against it. Cool. Um, I agree with you, actually. I'm going all in uh, on It's The Great Pumpkin Charlie Brown. I'm actually a person who prefers... Halloween I think Halloween movies and horror movies are different yeah and I think Scream is more of a horror movie than a Halloween movie let's put it this way you don't have to be a horror movie to be a Halloween movie yeah but any horror movie can be a Halloween movie yeah like I get why people would watch Scream around this time but like I prefer like a Halloween themed movie as opposed to like a horror movie you know, I do too because I'm a scaredy cat, mm-hmm. and I, I generally speaking, do not like horror movies all that much to begin with. But there, there are a few out there that I think are, are pretty good. So let's hear what else is on your list. Okay, so the next, the next pairing, ooh, also I think this is controversial as a Halloween movie. It is terrifying, but it's Get Out 
2017. Oh, great movie. Great movie. Would not have thought about it as a Halloween movie, though. But it's a scary movie. Anything on this list that is a scary movie is a Halloween movie. It makes sense. Okay. Uh, well, <laughs> this is going to be hard. It's up against Beetlejuice, 1988. <gasps> Yikes. <laughs> like, Get Out, I, we have to just, like, say this up front. Get Out is the better movie. Like, from a film and cinema standpoint, it Get it Out, is I think, is one of the better best movies I've ever seen. I, like, really loved Get Out. I thought it was, like, truly one of the best movies I've ever seen in my life. So, And the experience of seeing it in the theater, too, same. was just, like, absolutely fantastic. Yeah. Um, however, it's interesting because I do think of Beetlejuice as being more of a Halloween Yeah, that's movie. what I mean. It is. It gets me more into the Halloween spirit. Mm-hmm. Then get like I could watch Get Out any time of the year, like right. to me it's not associated with Halloween at all. Uh, it is a frightening movie, ter- terrifying, for sure. But how? Hall- but Beetlejuice has a special place in my heart from watching it as a kid, and like it's this kind of and it's got this like crazy Tim Burton humor element to it. Yeah, let's just agree. Let's just agree that Get Out is the better movie and Beetlejuice is the better Halloween movie. Yeah, absolutely. That's where I stand too. We're, we're really on the same page about this. Yeah, we need to argue more. This is arguments about nothing, not like pleasant agreements about nothing. Okay, well maybe maybe this one up next is The Exorcist 1973. Very scary. Against Hocus Pocus. <laughs> Very different movies. <laughs> so, so different. The Exorcist, I think, is one of the great actual horror movies of mm-hmm. all time. Mm-hmm. I think it is, it is certainly, like, deserves to be on the list. Sure. But come on, Hocus Pocus is one of the best movies of all time. Not even Halloween movies. It's just, it's... I can't tell you the love I have in my heart for Hocus Pocus. Uh, yeah, I mean, so I'm going to tell you something right now that might be upsetting to some of the listeners. I don't think you personally are going to care that much. Um, but some people, I might get some ats about this. I have okay. never seen The Exorcist. Oh, God. I thought for a second you were going to say that you have never seen Hocus Pocus. <laughs> no, I'm not a monster. <laughs> Uh, so The Exorcist, yeah, you're right. I, I, I don't care that much about it. But yeah, that's I, right. <laughs> I think you're right that some people would would just consider this to be like cinematic gold, um, and it and it is a great movie, but it is not anywhere near as good as Hocus Pocus. Yeah. By the way, Hocus Pocus is one of the first movies that my parents ever took me to by myself in a theater. Wow. And it so I remember it very distinctly because. Um, they were like, my brother and I both got to go to the movie theater and we both got to choose which movie we were going to go see. And my brother chose Jurassic Park. Oh, wow. And I chose Hocus Pocus. Wow, you both chose very iconic movies. 1993 yeah. was a good year for films. <laughs> so, and don't get me wrong, I do adore Jurassic Park, but like Hocus Pocus, I will never forget. I was like blown away in that movie theater that's interesting i was a solid um like 19 months old when this movie came out (laughs) (laughs) 
so I do not remember seeing it in the movie theaters. You took a, a lovely, <laughs> wonderful thing and you turned it deeply sad. But you took you took a beautiful memory that I was sharing, and you just you just had to bring me down. I watched it on ABC Family though in my youth. Okay, let's move on. <laughs> All right. I also pick Hocus Pocus. This is a good one. It's Casper, 1995. And? And the Rocky Horror Picture Show, 1975. Oh. <laughs> Both so good for different reasons. Yeah, very, very different movies. Both are great. Yeah, I, I think I'd have to pick Rocky Horror Picture Show. Ooh. I just think it's more of a classic. Mm-hmm. But uh, the 90s girl in me. Yeah, did... if you're picking Rocky Horror Picture Show, we are disagreeing on this one. Oh, good. We finally disagree yeah. on one. I'm picking Casper. I I think Rocky Horror Picture Show is an experience. Like, Yeah. Like, but I feel like it's a thing where, like, I would never sit down and watch the Rocky Horror Picture Show in my apartment. You know? I feel like you... But you would sit down and watch Casper. Oh, Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like Casper like now as an adult oh yeah. I understand like the child you Christina the, Ricci the... in that movie is who I think I am and who I aspire to be um yeah, yeah no wonderful Casper's great Devin Sawa when like Casper turns into uh, a, a guy at the end oh god yeah. had such a huge crush on him probably my so my OG I. my probably like my first celebrity crush Devin Sawa Devin Sawa as Casper or just Devin Sawa in general? He was in like a slew of movies around that time. And I was just like, mm-hmm. wow, you're beautiful. Oh, there, there's no disagreement for me. The reason that it was hard for me to pick Rocky Horror Picture Show is because of the girl crush that I had on Devin Sawa. But I think I was just thinking about it more as like cinematically, which one I think is the better movie in general. Oh, that's interesting. See, I feel like Rocky Horror is fun because you go to a place and people sing along and dance and like, I don't think it's like that. If you just sit and, so the very first time I watched Rocky Horror Picture Show, it was in my uncle's living room by myself. And I was like, (laughs) I, and I was like 12. And I was like, I do not understand why this, people know, like, it's very campy, you know? Like, Oh, yeah. It, and like. It's weird. It's just so weird. Yeah, I feel like it's almost not even a movie, but like a whole other thing. As an experience. Yeah, Yeah, that's that's what I mean. Um, But if you're like talking about like, you know, a full plot and like... Yeah, but Halloween is all about the experience, right? I think we're going to disagree on this one. I like... (laughs) (laughs) I don't think I'm going to sway you. I don't think you're going to sway me. Okay, we disagree, but just know I do have deep, deep love for Devin Sawa. I and also like Rocky Horror Picture Show. Like, <laughs> neither of these are bad options. Okay, what's next? The Blair Witch Project, 1999. Mm-hmm. And The Craft, 1996. <gasps> the craft. Yeah, it's The Craft. It's The Craft. <laughs> it's, it's The Craft. Absolutely, it's The Craft. So, that because yeah. that movie is also like, I don't, it's, because it's a, it's scary, you know, but it's also, like, very, it doesn't feel like a horror movie in the way, like, the Blair Witch Project does, where right. you're, like, waiting for a jump scare the whole time. Yeah. I love the craft. Yeah. Um, 
I, I, I will say Blair Witch is one of those movies that did scare the fuck out of me. I think Blair Witch is one of, is a great horror movie. I feel like it had a very interesting style for its time. Mm-hmm. You know, I think it was innovative. Yeah. It, it set off a whole bunch of other kinds of movies yeah. that kind of followed it. Yeah. But it's not the craft. So. Yeah. Agreed. Um, one movie, so moving on to the next set, mm-hmm. and this is a movie that I think uh, I would argue got a lot of inspiration from the Blair Witch Project, Paranormal Activity. Okay. Um, versus Double Double Toil and Trouble, the Mary Kate and Ashley movie the Mary from Kate. 1993. <laughs> so, the, you've taken... <laughs> What is, to me, one of the scariest movies of all time? I paired it with what is undoubtedly one of the least scary movies yeah. of all time. Yeah. Um, here's, I'm going to say neither. And Hot take. And, controversial opinion coming at you. I, when I watched Paranormal Activity, did you, have you ever seen a movie when something in it just sticks in your brain, some image from the movie? It wasn't because I thought it was the best movie or the scariest movie, but there was an image from that movie that stuck in my brain for, I would say, probably a year after I watched that movie. It scared the hell out of me. And I will never forgive it. I will never watch it again. I will never see another one of those movies. I know there's a whole franchise. Yeah. I'm not going to do that to myself. Um, So then I would pick the Mary-Kate and Ashley movie, except I didn't like it. So there we go. Whoa, that is the most <laughs> offensive thing you've ever said to me. You did not like Double Double Toil and Trouble? Nah. One of my favorite movies of all time. <laughs> what do you mean that's one of your favorite movies of all time? <gasps> yes! A Mary-Kate, a Mary-Kate and Ashley movie. Okay, uh, don't know if you know this, I was a dues-paying member of the Mary-Kate and Ashley fan club <laughs> in the 90s. <laughs> They sent me a postcard I on my birthday not every year. Know that? Yeah. Oh my god. I my body is literally tense right now. Like my whole body is tense. That anyone would dare say something bad about Mary Kate and Ashley in my presence is like truly, um, wow. But Shelby, Shelby, this is a hundred percent just the age gap between us. I disagree. <laughs> You watched that movie at the time in your life that was right for you. I did not. It came out in 1993. I think I didn't watch it until a few years after it came out. Sounds like your fault. (laughs) Do you need me to take the blame for this? I guess I will. (laughs) I'm just like, that movie was gold. I don't understand. Like, I cannot hear any criticism of it. Okay, so you feel about it the way that I feel about Hocus Pocus, and I can respect that. I totally can. And um, and I'm going to let you win this argument because I'm a little afraid of what you're going to do to me if I, uh, if I keep talking. It's a good decision. All right, you're going to like this next one. Oh, I think we're going to disagree on this one. I think you're going to, okay. I think you might get mad. Uh, <laughs> uh, is it Practical Magic? Yeah, you nailed it. The next one is Practical yeah. Magic. Against Halloween Town. Okay, so Practical Magic <laughs> is one of the best movies of all time. Mm-hmm. And definitely top two Halloween movies of all time. Okay. So that's obviously my pick. And <laughs> and I am Sally Owens. 
as a person. So my sister and I, we used to watch this movie all the time. It was one of those movies that came on TV all the time. And I am Sally and she is Jilly. And, um, and yeah, we basically like memorize this together. Um, it, it is, it is an important movie, both for me personally and for my family relationships. <laughs> was this the movie you were afraid wasn't going to make the list? Yes. Okay. Yes. <laughs> I don't really remember Practical Magic. I feel like I have seen it, but like if someone put a gun to my head and was like, tell me the plot of Practical Magic, I would be like, there were two people in it who's Sandra Bullock. So I feel like it's something I need to revisit. Halloween Town, like, very good movie. I feel like even though I don't remember the plot of Practical Magic, I'm just going to go with Practical Magic because I believe it's a better movie. And because you want to continue to be my friend? Well, it's just like, I liked Halloween Town, but like, I just, I don't, like, it, I feel like I watched Halloween Town, I was the correct age for it, all of the, all of the above, but I still don't feel like the loyalty to it that I feel for Hocus Pocus, Casper, or Double Double Boil and Trouble, uh, Toil and Trouble. Like, I, it was good, but like, I don't know. But Practical Magic, I feel like, will would probably be better if I knew more about it. Yeah, so some someday what we're going to do is we're going to hang out and we're going to make margaritas. Oh, yeah. And then... Um, do margaritas have watch... something to do with the movie? Oh, yes, ma'am, they do. Oh, okay, see, it's already better. Yeah. <laughs> I love margaritas. Okay, <laughs> Practical Magic is the winner. Okay, so cool. that's it. So... I don't know about you, but I kind of feel like blowing off the rest of this podcast and just sitting back and watching Halloween movies now. Yeah, I honestly feel like we've been at this long enough that we could do it. (laughs) Okay, um, so now that we have definitively ranked the best Halloween movies, uh, I think it's a good time to segue into our spooky hypotheticals. So this one, maybe we'll disagree, maybe we won't. which Sanderson sister from Hocus Pocus would make the best president? <laughs> oh, the best president. I mean... Yeah, so should... For those who don't know Hocus Pocus, should we do a brief recap of um, Yeah, I was just about to say, sisters? this might be not a great question for people who haven't seen it, but yeah, if you want to give a quick rundown, that would be great. Yeah, so there's Mary... Which she, like, is, I don't know how to describe her. She's really motivated by food. Um, and She's pretty is doofy. Very, well, yeah, doofy is a good word. I think very sweet. I think she might be one of the sweeter sisters. Um, and then the blonde, what is her name? Sarah Jessica Sarah? Parker? Yeah. Sarah. I feel like she's the sweet one. She's the one who, like, is always singing and... Um, she also lures children to their death, though. They all do that. I guess, but I feel like she does it more <laughs> hands-only. Um, they're, they're all complicit. None of them are. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they're witches. It's, they all, so they all eat the souls of children. Yeah. Uh, Sarah Jessica Parker is, like, her character is known for being very beautiful, able to get what she wants, like, very, like, siren-esque, right. I feel. Um, she and does, then, she sings the, like... Come, little children, I'll take you away. She's that one, right? You guys are lucky that Hannah sang that and not me. 
Yes, she's. That's why I was like, she lures the children to the, her their death. She sings to them, and they follow her into the woods, yeah. and then they feast upon them. Um, and then there is like the eldest sister. What is her name again? Do you remember? Oh my gosh, why am I blinking on their names? Because I'm just like Bette Midler. Like I'm just yeah. <laughs> I just know them by their. Uh... Then the redhead. She is like kind of the de facto leader of them. Um, how do you describe her? My, the first thing that comes to mind is she's, like, clearly a Capricorn. Um. <laughs> she's the one with a plan. She's the Elizabeth yeah. Warren of the Sanderson yeah. sisters, and that's why I think she should be the good president. <laughs> I feel like there is an argument for Sarah Jessica Parker's character because she is so charming. Like, I feel like she would do great on the campaign trail. You know, I feel like... like and very beautiful. Yeah, I feel like Bette Midler's character would be a great, like, chief of staff, where, like, she would be, like, really good at doing policy and all of the behind the scenes. Like, that's how I feel like they kind of uh, function in their witchcraft, is, like, she is a more, she doesn't take the lead as much, you know? Like, she's, like, behind the scenes, creating the plans and developing things, whereas, like, Sarah Jessica Parker is the one out there in the streets, like, getting people to, like, do what she says. Interesting. I maybe I don't actually see their roles that way quite the same way. I always oh, think of Beth Midler's character as the de facto leader. Like, oh she, yeah, she's she's the one who's always sort of organizing and ordering everyone around, and also she's the one who like I put a spell on you that one. So she yeah she could be the president just by singing to people, and they would they would automatically be under her spell, and she could order them to do anything she wanted. Including to vote for her. I agree that she is the de facto leader. I guess we see presidents differently. Because in my opinion, a president is more of like a charming figurehead than an actual policymaker. Right. Uh, Yeah. So, but like to be president, you have to be very charming. You have to be like, you have to look good, you know, like Mm -hmm. tip, I mean, not with our current president, but like, you know, historically... Those are the, you also have to be smart and stuff and like be able be competent. You have but to I be feel a good like orator, right? You have to be able yeah. to speak very well, which I guess yeah, both of them which I think she can. does. Yeah, yeah, I think they both do that. But I, I think like when you're talking about public image, the Sarah Jessica Parker's character comes off better. Um, like I feel like Bette Mendler's character could be a little domineering, can be a little like um, too aggressive. Yeah. Like she. In terms of electability, yeah, I think maybe you're right that Sarah Jessica Parker's character. People vote for who they want to get a beer with, not who they think is super competent. Like, I think Bev Mittler's character is probably the better witch, you know? I bet yeah. she probably does better magic and is, like, more organized and stuff. But that's not necessarily who people vote for. But sometimes the person to win is just the person who is the sneakiest and the shystiest. And she, I should also, she is yeah. more manipulative and smarter and cleverer than the other two. I also, we should revisit the question because it's not like, who do you think would get elected to president? Who do you think would serve as a better president? Ah. So maybe it is the Bette Midler's character. Yeah, I mean... I, w- I think she would be more effective in terms of yeah. what she can get done. The, the main trouble is that her her agenda, I think, I would not agree with. So maybe we should vote for Mary because she yes. would do the less da- least damage of the three oh, of them. 
wow, what a dark horse argument. Because I was about to lock in Bed Midler's character. I was like, yeah, she would be the most effective. But you're right. Maybe we don't want to They're going to want to eat all of the children. Right. So Mary, because she can't get anything done. Yeah, I mean, she would be the least effective uh, child murderer. Yeah. Okay, Mary. I think we're locking in Mary. We're we're locking in Mary. Okay. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Um, Thanks for going on that adventure with me. I really feel like we deep dove into all of them. We did. Um, We gave them each their fair shot. Okay. If society decided to create a new Halloween tradition of adult trick-or-treating, what would get passed out instead of candy? Oh, alcohol. (laughs) Sorry, was I supposed to hesitate on that? Was I supposed to think about it? Um, how so? Like, just shots at every door? I think people would die. Oh, well, adults, every adult holiday is just taking something just you enjoyed drinking. as a kid and adding alcohol, right? Tell, tell me more about your Christmas. They are so fun. <laughs> Wait, what are adult holidays? I'm just saying that, like, like when when adults do Halloween, all they do is get they get dressed up the same as kids, except instead of eating candy, they drink. Right? I'm not a big drinker, so <laughs> like this is an answer that doesn't appeal to me. Um, if I were trick or treating as an adult, my first thought was like coins. Like money instead of candy. Um, um, I don't. I don't think adults carry around coins anymore. It shall be maybe like Venmo. Like you go up to somebody's Venmo door. me. <laughs> Venmo me a dollar. Yeah. For every every where I go. Um, well, I was also thinking if we could get like more elaborate. Like you know, every door you go to, you get um, a certain amount of like healthcare coverage. Oh, dark. <laughs> so you really got to work yeah. for it. Yeah, so like you have to go to 100 houses to get like that uh, hip surgery you've been needing or something. So, you know, uh, like, wow, this really doesn't play for our, our global audience that no. I'm trying to prepare for. <laughs> so my knee-jerk answer of alcohol was, I thought the question was like, what would happen if this were a thing? I think that that is the most likely answer. But it doesn't mean that that's what I think should happen. Like, I think yeah, we could th- come up with more inventive... What, do you, what would you want to happen? Like, what would be your ideal scenario? Affirmations. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I love that. I... <laughs> This should be a holiday. This shouldn't be Halloween. It should just be some other day where we all, like, go around in a circle and say nice things to strangers. I love it. Go door to door, and the person who answers the door, they just give you a nice compliment and an affirmation, and then they send you yeah. on your way, and you you leave just feeling, like, really great about yourself, like you love your neighbors. This shouldn't even be a holiday. This should just be Tuesday. <laughs> Yeah, I agree. Oh with my you. god, I love it. Um, I wish I could come up with a better answer than that. Um, <laughs> but truly, as an adult, all I really want is like validation. Right. <laughs> I really just want someone to tell me. Like, maybe uh, if I just like 
reassurance mm-hmm. and sit like some of the houses just like tell me everything's gonna be okay oh god such a good answer <laughs> thank you now now i'm gonna be really sad that that just like doesn't exist you know i have to live the rest of my life in a world where that doesn't actually occur maybe we could make it a thing i think that's gonna be hard. <laughs> that seems like an uphill battle <laughs> you're right that we can't make it a thing but dear listeners if you just you should make if, it if a you thing. just want to like Go send out some loving compliments to people you know and people you don't know. Yeah, in the comments on our Instagram, uh, just compliment the person who commented before you. Oh, I love it. Yeah, so just like, you know, say something nice. Right. Oh, okay. we're going to get a compliments chain started and it is going to just make my day, make my Halloween. Yep, yep. So I have a classic question. Okay. But I don't think we've talked about it before. And it's it's simple, but it's a classic for a reason. The question okay. is, what would you do to survive the zombie apocalypse? Oh, I would not. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I think it goes without saying that I would not either. I would be amongst oh, yeah. the first to die. But let's put aside, let's just assume we're both... We're both going to be, I mean, we've learned from... I, do you want to know my plan for the zombie apocalypse? Yeah. Because I have one. It's yeah. to take myself out before I have <laughs> experienced too much trauma. So it's just, um, wait, you're not even going to try I'm going to turn on the oven oh. and open the door and let, you know, time take its, its toll on me. Okay. That's so much darker than I thought that we... <laughs> <laughs> Like, yeah, I don't know. Happy Halloween. People are constantly <laughs> talking about, oh, we have to get our Doomer prep kits ready. I'm like, nah, I don't want to live in that world. Okay. So I think that I would probably be taken <laughs> out very quickly. I'm not a runner. I Cardio is not my thing. Yeah. Um, and so uh, it's probably a no-go for me. However, I feel like if I could get home to North Carolina, to my family farm. We could like, because it's quite self-sustainable, that farm. We've got yeah. animals, we've got food, we've got water, we've got a well, we've got generators, we've got all kinds of things. We could live off the land. So I feel like we got the survival skills down there. If we can erect some kind of perimeter. What a mo- like, what a good argument for getting into running. Oh, yeah. Like, what if the zombie apocalypse happens and you just need to run long distances? Like, the marathoners in in world the world will be in such a better, uh, like, predicament. Yeah. I, I have often told people that I only run if I'm being chased. And I say it jokingly, um, but I think the fact that I only run while I'm being chased would make me pretty much die immediately because I have no stamina. That's true. Um, you gotta, you gotta prep for being chased. Yeah, I just, like, don't want to live in a world where there's literal zombies. <laughs> All right, so moving on. Um, okay. That was a good one. This is our last one. And so I, over the past couple episodes, have developed a series. And the series is, would you still go out with him? <laughs> uh, if you've noticed, I've uh, had, a, had a slew of these questions. Yes. So I'm now making it a segment. The segment is, would you still go out with him? Great. Uh, so they're all going to be a premise of, like, you're on a dating app, you've matched with this guy, he seems really great, 
you know, he's very attentive, asks a lot of questions, makes you laugh, lives near you, is, you know, takes initiative, all of those things, really hot, uh, seemingly has a lot in common with you. But then, you guys are talking before you meet, and he says that, he tells you that he volunteers at a haunted house because he thinks, quote, there's no better feeling in the world than scaring the shit out of someone. Interesting. What do you do? All right. Per usual in our ongoing segment, would you still go out with him? This is like a first date scenario. And <laughs> yeah, just you've never met before. Okay. Whew. So, <laughs> you know, it's interesting. So growing up on the farm in North Carolina, um, we have a Halloween jamboree every year. When we were kids, uh, my brother and I would make a haunted house for this giant Halloween jamboree every year that we would set in the woods or in a cabin or mm-hmm. what what have Wherever. you. Yeah. And it was enormously fun to make these haunted houses. And it, you know, very complex. And we would try and think of what would be the scariest and spookiest thing for people. And we would do all the props and all the costumes and make these like huge elaborate haunted houses. We'd work on them for weeks. We did not get paid for this. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, and it was a great time. And so the idea of somebody thinking this is really fun, it's creative, it's funny, it's like, um, it's a really fun thing to just kind of volunteer and do. It puts you in the holiday spirit. I can fully get behind this. Um, the only eh, the red flag is that that he says that scaring people is like the the best thing in the world. Like the yeah. most fun you can have. Yeah. Um, I would probably get a little bit of a of a like a like a little serial killer vibe from that. Yeah, I wouldn't go out with this guy. I would, I would, this is a moment where I would full ghost. Because what you just said, of course, like what you just described to me is very different where you and your brother were making something together. And I feel like it wasn't the scaring people that you were enjoying. You were enjoying creating your vision. Like you were the ones who like developed the ideas behind all of these things. It was, you know. Um, and you were trying to create something that was fun for your community. This is not this guy's vision of a haunted house. He has no, like, part in developing any of the storylines or the characters or the concepts right. behind the different rooms. He is not creatively involved at all. He just likes scaring people. <laughs> I mean, you know, you would have to ask more questions. Like, maybe it's his friend puts it on and he he thinks it's no. really funny. No. It, it, he up. is not involved with this haunted house at all. He just likes scaring people. All right. Well, it's, it's a little worse when you put it like that. <laughs> yeah. Is it like a, he just thinks it's like a fun to prank people kind of person? There are a lot of guys out there who like to prank people. Yeah. I mean, this is based on someone I, I actually know. Um, so. <laughs> ah, the truth comes out. My biggest question about this is, does, is this indicative of something else in his personality that is going to yeah. make him very mean? I, I just, like, it grosses me out that he likes scaring people. Like, that feels weird to me. 
But is it like, a, I like to surprise people. I like to prank them. I like to make them jump, you know. I like to, like, show them a scary movie because all of that seems like normal level scare people. I don't, yeah, I don't know. Or, the or people who it, work at haunted houses are, like, really scaring people, like, making people very, I don't know. It's But those doesn't. people signed up for it. It's like a shared activity. It's consensual, for sure. But, like, I don't think that I would enjoy being somebody who like spends hours scaring different people like that does not like it is very difficult for me to believe that someone who enjoys that would be someone that I get along with okay I think it would just for me I would just have to do a lot more digging to find out like what is at the heart of this you know Mm -hmm. like is this like a performance thing that you like? Or is this like a, oh, I loved haunted houses when I was a kid. And this is just a way to me, for me to like connect to my roots. Whatever But that's it is. not what he said. He said scaring people is the best feeling in the world. I don't know why I'm trying to be so nice with this hypothetical person. But yeah, I- why are you being so nice to this man? <laughs> there are so many other men who don't think that being that scaring other people is the best feeling in the world no i know i'm just playing devil's advocate i think that probably it would out in some way that he was scary yeah Um, if i got the negative like eek vibes from him i would not see him again it also to me that's such a weird thing to say to someone you haven't met like that like indicates to me a level of like a lack of self-awareness of being like to not even realize, like, that's, a like, a weird thing to say to someone you haven't met before. Maybe that's why I'm trying to give this person the benefit of the doubt. Because I just assume that anyone who would say that to me in, like, a first date conversation would be exaggerating. Oh, but, like, in this scenario, it's, like, you it's not even on a first date. You're still texting. I mean, I would just assume that they're, like, exaggerating or joking. The way that I, I'm, like, oh, you know. Oh, I would assume they have poor people skills, and I should not... <laughs> be around them uh i think i would at least give them a conversation to try and figure out what's behind this but i would this is the episode when we find out that hannah's much nicer than i am no that's not what's (laughs) happening here i think you have different boundaries the idea of going on a date with a man who says his favorite activity is scaring other people is terrifying to me the more times you say it the more times i'm like hannah what is wrong with you this guy's clearly a creep (laughs) yeah like every time that you say it it reiterates in my brain that like no, that's wrong. Uh, yeah. That's wrong. I agree. <laughs> I, to, like, to me, this is like, is there anything I could put in this segment where Hannah's like, oh, I'm not going to go out with him. <laughs> like, even the elbows guy, you were like, I see, I would want to get to the root of that. <laughs> like, there is no root. He's weird. Just move on. <laughs> I, you know, I'm not sure that I needed to get to the root of the elbow thing. I just wanted to hear the explanation of the elbow thing. Just like I want to hear the explanation of, like, why do you enjoy going to haunted houses? But it's not he enjoys going to haunted houses. (laughs) He volunteers his time to terrify people. (laughs) I think it's truly because I just, it's such a weird thing to say. That you're like, oh, I must have misheard you. I no must have misunderstood weird. what this is. Yeah. I mean, you're right. Probably, <laughs> probably like in my heart of hearts, truly, if a guy told me that his favorite thing to do was to scare people, I would probably think that was a pretty bad sign. I should be a little bit more concerned for my own safety, it sounds yes. like. Yes. 
It sounds like your uh, self-preservation instinct is not uh, firing at all on, on all cylinders. Do you know why it is? It's because I feel so safe with you. I, I'm just talking to you, my friend Shelby. I'm theorizing, but then I would get that text in real life and I'd be like, fuck, what is yeah. this? Do I really want to put makeup on for him? Oh. I mean... I don't really want to put makeup on for anybody. But. <laughs> exactly. Like the bar for me to take time out of my life and shave my legs, like it's high. <sighs> I I guess I'm very curious about people in general, but I you're right. I think you've convinced Good. me. I'm glad. I was trying I was kind of trying to play devil's advocate, but if it were real real life, I would probably yeah. not want anything to do with this guy. Good, thank God. I don't, I can sleep tonight. <laughs> I think my real life self-preservation instincts are better than my podcast ones. Part of me was like, do I need to confiscate her phone? So like, and like filter the men she goes on dates with? Because I'm, I'm concerned. No, I think it's, it's more just like, I would like to think about the scenario from a hypothetical standpoint of what that date looks like. Okay. Well, I think we agree. We do. So, in my hypothetical world, Mm -hmm. it is Halloween, and I have watched Practical Magic and Hocus Pocus, so I'm in a great mood. I'm feeling really good, which is, I guess, why I said no to that date with the scary guy. After after I texted Shelby, and she talked me down from it. Uh, in my hypothetical world, I'm watching Casper and Hocus Pocus and uh, the Mary-Kate and Ashley movie, and I'm not going out with that scary guy, and um, Mary Sanderson is our president. Yeah, that is the, that is my world. Uh, thanks for joining us on this episode of Arguments About Nothing. Um, if you liked it or you hated it, let us know on Instagram. Yep. Uh, Please like and review and subscribe. We're at Arguments About Nothing. And uh, if you hated it, tell your enemies. Perfect. All right. Happy Halloween, guys. Bye.